Welcome to episode 12 of Fretz's Fave 5, right here on the Russell Addict Radio Patreon page. I am Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF. You can find this podcast on the Russell Addict Radio Patreon page, as well as my personal anchor.fm page at anchor.fm slash fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. Please leave me a voice message through the Anchor app and let me know what you think. I will feature you in a future intro of the show, perhaps. So with Money in the Bank this coming Sunday, it is Thursday May the 7th when I'm recording this. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, I just finished recording the Game Changer podcast with Nate, so by the time you hear this, you would have probably listened to the Game Changer, where we we talked about the Nexus, and we uh, predicted money in the bank because we realized, oh crap, it's this coming weekend. So, in the spirit of money in the bank, this week's Fretz's Fave 5 will be my favorite five cash-ins. Stay tuned. Starting right away with, well, the first Money in the Bank cash-in, which took place at New Year's Revolution 2006. From the Pepsi Arena in Albany, New York, a raw-branded pay-per-view which featured an Elimination Chamber match with WWE Champion John Cena, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, Kane, Carlito, and Chris Masters. Now in this match, Cena won and retained his title, last eliminating Carlito. I guess this is kind of getting (laughs) revenge from the stabbing incident. Remember that? Remember when a wrestler named Jesus stabbed John Cena at the behest of Carlito? Yeah, I forgot that too. So after the match, out comes uh, Vince McMahon. No, no, this isn't over yet. Uh, Edge is going to cash in his money in the bank. So Edge comes in. He, you know, cashes in money in the bank that he won at the first money in the bank match at WrestleMania 21. Very good match. That was an underrated pay-per-view that had all those awesome... WWE does Hollywood spoof commercials like Triple H doing Braveheart and Batista doing, um, was it Taxi Driver and Undertaker, you know, are are you feeling Lucky Punk or is that Taxi Driver? I don't know my old movies. Nate, Brady, Pete, help me out, please. (laughs) So Edge comes out, he hits a couple spears, and then he realizes his boyhood dream of winning his first WWE title uh, after two spears, yes. Um, John Cena, I mean, yeah, John Cena beat Edge for the title, I believe, at the Royal Rumble just after this, so Edge was kind of a transitional champion. They continued their feud over the title. Um, On an episode of Raw, uh, oh, this was it. Okay. (laughs) Um, so on January 9th, Edge and Lita banged on Raw for the live sex celebration. Uh, John Cena, of course, crashed it, uh, but I think Edge's uh, massive boner also crashed it, and Ed, uh, Lita's uh, tit popping out in the bed somewhere also crashed it, or crashed 
the internet or crash everyone's satellite dish or their pants. Um, so Edge escaped from the ring while John Cena and Lita were left alone. And John Cena finished her, not that way, with the FU, I believe on the bed or in the ring. And this rivalry led to their match at the Rumble. Cena won the title back. Uh, this was just a fantastic, fantastic cash-in. Great, great storyline behind it. Great uh, Edge finally realizing his dream, becoming the champion, becoming the ultimate opportunist. Opportunist? Opportunist? Yeah, that's the word. Cut that, and it's in. I'm a one-take guy, folks. This is what you're going to to get so i'd say the first was one of the best it was top notch it was very very memorable especially for me as a fellow canadian uh marked the heck out for edge winning the title being uh i've been an edge fan since day one literally since his first match on raw when he injured that guy on the break was top notch great moment number four now, number four is a really, really interesting one for me because it's someone I've also been a big fan of since his first appearance on WWE. Uh, this is someone who was lauded for his amazing work on the Indies and Ring of Honor. Uh, I didn't really become familiar with this fellow until he was a contestant on the first season of NXT. And that, of course, is Daniel Bryan. Now, uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, American Dragon, whichever you want to call him, actually had a developmental contract with WWE in 2000 through Shawn Michaels' uh, Texas Wrestling Academy. I think the developmental territory in that day, this was pre-OVW, so it was Heartland Wrestling Association. Unless it was like a case of Shawn Michaels having his... Uh, students in a tryout contract situation uh but th this his class his texas wrestling academy class or whatever whatever it was called also featured the late lance cade rest in peace uh and brian kendrick to, to name a few uh you know kendrick is actually still employed by the wwe on 205 live uh, him being a very underrated uh, cruiserweight wrestler, of course, you know, longtime fans remember Brian Kendrick as Spanky and as one half of the longest running SmackDown Tag Team Champions, I guess until New Day came along, uh, with Paul London, uh, one of my personal favorite tag teams of all time, actually. I, I absolutely love them. So, uh, Daniel Bryan, after his... Uh, well, let's say his incident with Justin Roberts and then having his breakup with the Nexus, feuding with Dan, uh, not, not with himself, gosh, this isn't a mirror match on Mortal Kombat, with The Miz winning the United States Championship in the process. Uh, in 2011, he became uh, an unforgettable heel. And this was, I think this whole thing was just around the time he was starting to do the yes and no chance, or at least just the yes chance, becoming an absolutely detestable, dickhead, entertaining heel. So at Money in the Bank 2011, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the winner of the other 
ladder match is going to be on this list, so stay stay tuned for for that. Uh, Daniel Bryan won the SmackDown Money in the Bank uh, briefcase at at at, yeah, at twenty eleven, and after various teases, he finally got to cash in at TLC twenty eleven. After of all things, a chairs match where the Big Show defeated Mark Henry for the World Heavyweight Championship. You know, the WCW title. I'm looking at you right over there on my shelf. (laughs) On my wall, actually, I mean. And Big Show's had one of the shortest WWE title reigns in history. You know, other than, what was that one with Sheamus? He's not on this list, by the way. Um, Sheamus 515 of those shirts he was selling for, like, a heartbeat after Roman Reigns won the title. Uh, yeah, so Daniel Bryan sneakily comes in after, you know, Big Show and Mark Henry, I guess they slammed each other onto some chairs. Uh, Daniel Bryan just comes in. He probably, I didn't watch this. I just wanted to get this out of the way because I have a busy weekend of work ahead of me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan just being the sneaky heel. And then after... A couple of successful title defenses. I think I forget who was at the Rumble, but no way was it No Way Out 2012 or Elimination Chamber 2012. I can't remember which one, but I seem to remember a triple threat match with Big Show and Mark Henry, whether it was a cage match or not, and Daniel Bryan just squeaking out at the last possible second. You know, kind of like the way JBL won the barbed wire cage match against the Big Show uh, in 2005. Yeah, excuse me, 2005. So just because it's Daniel Bryan, because he's one of my personal favorites um, ever, and because this was the catalyst of the Yes movement, you know, Sheamus defeating him at WrestleMania 20, was was it 29? I forget what, or 30, I, I, 28, whatever WrestleMania it was, I can't count. I'm WrestleMania years old, and I don't remember. 2012, yeah, it, yeah, it would have been 2012, and in 2012, I was 28. So 28, yes. <laughs> yeah, 18 seconds, one kiss and a brogue kick. Yeah, I didn't like it. In, in retrospective, though, that was one of the things that catapulted him. You know, it led him to Team Hell No. It led him to, you know, eventually the Yes movement that would hijack Monday Night Raw. And at WrestleMania, some two years after the fact, he went right back to the top of the card and overcame the odds to defeat Triple H and then Batista and Randy Orton in the main event and became the WWE title. So, in a way, this briefcase win by Daniel Bryan just you know it it ushered in the yes movement in a way as I said even though he's been making yes chance a part of his gimmick just amazing uh I remember exactly you know where I was and what I was doing when this happened um yeah I was I was in my final year of college I was on Christmas break. I was at my I was uh, staying at my parents' place because it was, you know, it was break time. Even though I was not living on residence at my at my college at this point in time, I was living with my my roommate, my old 
my good brother Jesse, if you're hearing this, uh, I'll let you know. I'll give you a shout out, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, home for the holidays. I remember being extremely down. I guess, you know, I had a lot of failed relationships at this point in time. Uh, you know, with, you know, obviously, you know, not girl trouble. I was just bummed out from, from, st I was bummed out. I remember that. And Brian was one of my favorites. I saw him do that. And I'm, I'm sitting in my parents' rec room, my old rec room, the same one that I used to play Sega Genesis in when I was, when I was eight, sitting in there watching Daniel Bryan win the title. Just like it, I felt like a kid watching, you know, Steve Austin take off in there when I was a teenager. It just, it took me back f for just a little bit. And it made me feel better about stuff because I love Daniel Bryan. I still do. I always have. I always will. Especially his vegan heel run last year. So good. Uh, yeah, so that that is my number, f my number four. Best money in the bank cash in. The next one, however, is very special for, well, reasons that are related to Wrestle Addict Radio. And it also deals with one of my favorite factions of all time. So, number three. Good old wacky Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. the current AEW champion, John Moxley. Now, while his title reign was less than memorable, how he got to the title, I think, made it even more special. So... The Money in the Bank match, which I think this was one of the first years that there was only one, because in 2016 there was not much of a brand split. Dean Ambrose defeated Alberto Durrell, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn to win a Money in the Bank contract. And it's, you know, Money in the Bank has... Uh, its briefcase is good for a year. I mean, it took the next person almost a year to, to cash in. A lot of people like to blow their load right away and cash in right away. And this was one of those situations that Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, he won. So two matches later in the main event, Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns for the WWE title. And as Seth Rollins is um, is is celebrating, because um, he hit uh, what did he do? He hit a yeah. He, he countered a spear into a pedigree, which was an amazing spot. Uh, but then Rollins executed a second pedigree to win the match in the championship, because this was at the time when you know the curb stomp was kind of a no-no, and Seth Rollins was piggybacking off a of Triple H after, you know, turning his back on the shield just a couple, a couple of years previous to this. And this was a very historic moment because the second that Rollins, you know, celebrates with the title, Ambrose's theme, as you hear here, 
begins to play. Rollins anticipates that, you know, Dean would appear from the walkway, but it, instead, Ambrose appears behind him, hits him with a briefcase, cashes in, hits the Dirty Deeds DDT on Rollins, and pins him for the victory and the title. Now, the less said about his actual run with the belt, the better, because it just... It, it wasn't good, and it wasn't his fault. It, I think it was just a, excuse me, a booking thing. This, of course, led to, you know, Ron SmackDown. This led to him taking the WWE title, the SmackDown, and Monday Night Raw being without a champion, which birthed the Universal title. So this was historic, not only for that, but because this was the only time that all three members of the Shield held the WWE title in the same night. You know, Money in the Bank, Roman Reigns walks in to uh, Nevada. I think this is where it was. As, as champion. Rollins beats him. Money in the Bank Dean cashes, cashes in. And this is one episode I hold dear because this was... I, I debate this because it's been so long, but this might have been one of the very first times I heard of the Kings of the Rings podcast. This is back when uh, Dusty Dave Malkowicz... Dave, shout out to you, good brother. I really hope you're doing well. I love you. Um, uh Dave, you're doing a great job on, on your podcast with DFDC. Uh, Jeff, who is also a former member of our of our network. Hope you guys are doing well. I love yous. You're killing it. So, yeah, the King Ricky tells this story better, but I believe what it was. If I get this wrong, Ricky, let me know. I know, actually, I think we were just talking about it uh, the other day. Um, so Rick, Ricky and Will are... Uh, college friends fraternity brothers if i'm not I, I don't know or is it will and a pair of one of them I, I'm, I'm gonna get this terrible R ricky tells the story a lot better but you know uh dave and will had had this podcast and then they all watched money in the bank together at, at will's place at the old at the old terra shock towers that's going into the to the archives of kings of the rings back when they used to have uh, Twitter live uh, streams, you know, where hashtag Mr. Fretz was born. And now here I am on, on Russell Addict Radio. Um, and I remember them just freaking out about this. It was either that or I found them a little bit after the fact, maybe leading towards Hell in the Cell or Survivor Series. And I went back and listened to it and it's like, they're freaking out the whole time. It, it it was it was so good, and and that was also the catalyst of having King Ricky on as a permanent member of of Kings of the Rings. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, D Dean Ambrose is my number three. Uh, my number two is uh, it's another one that had a very unremarkable title reign but you know spoiler alert it was because of 
of unfortunate injuries. So my number two. Uh, good old Zigglypuff, Dolph Ziggler. You're still going, man. After being uh, a male cheerleader and a caddy to a racist, to a man who introduced himself with the weirdest name. What kind of name is Dolph Ziggler? It sounds like a character on The Simpsons. Well, there is actually a character named Dolph. I imagine Dolph, the bully, having a last name like Ziggler, where he sounds like a rejected uh, comic strip on a uh, newspaper. <laughs> so, the night, WrestleMania 29, Ziggler and Biggie Langston unsuccessfully challenged Team Hell No for the, for the Tag Team Championship. And for context, at the same time, Alberto Del Rio successfully defended the World Heavyweight Championship against Jack Swagger. Uh, this is when Jack Swagger was starting his horribly offensive, racist as hell, We the People gimmick. It was over, and well, I, I remember Ricky talking about this recently, and it's like, well... We the people was over as hell, and I guess that shows you the political landscape of America. <laughs> I dug it, uh, but you know I'm I'm not gonna get into my politics. I'm not that conservative, but I'm not that liberal, anyways. Um, on Monday Night Raw the next night, uh, Del Rio had another successful title defense against uh, Swagger, but you know Swagger uh, was working his ankle you know that had him in the ankle lock the patriot lock forever and del rio won by the skin of his teeth and then you hear this theme the crowd went banana in, in, in the words of uh, one of my theology professors uh they were going nuts and going bananas <laughs> oh i i love you olu wherever you are um, yeah, one of my Bible college professors. That yeah, that's 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 a joke for another time. Uh, not many of you would get that. Not many of you. Nobody who listens to this will get that. So I I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> so yeah. So Ziggler comes in to cash in. The crowd erupts because they knew what's coming. It's finally here like Ziggler won the money in the bank briefcase the same night Daniel Bryan won his at uh, money in the bank 2011 and then yeah, Ziggler's finally getting his moment he's finally getting his moment he's here to show the world <laughs> as the song just said uh, but to Del Rio's credit he almost retained his title I mean he had the the cross arm breaker on forever uh, and because he was he was selling some injuries he couldn't administer it properly and then you know Ziggler gets out of it hits the zigzag and it's over Dolph Ziggler is your new world heavyweight champion crowd goes nuts uh, not long into his run unfortunately for Dolph he uh, 
Well, he pulls a Daniel Bryan. He suffers uh, some concussions. He suffers some injuries. And as quickly as he won the title, he lost it. And they never really... I don't know It's if they never really trusted him with the title again. Or if he never got another shot. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, if, if anyone's hearing this wind in the background, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm recording this in my living room because I just recorded with Nate, as I said. And it's windy as heck outside. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's snowing because they're calling for that. Because it's Canada in May. It happens. Deal with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Just for the moment alone, I have to give Dolph Ziggler my number two uh, because, well, everyone thought it was going to be at WrestleMania WrestleMania 29, uh, but it wasn't. Raw after Mania is always a special thing anyways, so good for that. Speaking of WrestleMania, you can probably see it coming a mile away, but my number one took place at a WrestleMania. I believe it is the only one money in the bank cash in to take place at at Mania itself. And number one, who else but Rollins? Seth Rollins. The, mo- the current Monday Night Messiah and current number one contender to the WWE Championship. Talking about making a mark and making a WrestleMania moment. During the main event championship match between Roman Reigns and WWE Champion Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins decided to take it upon himself to sneakily cash in his Money in the Bank match and make this a temporary triple threat a couple of curb stomps later and Brock Lesnar is, you know, he's cleared out of the ring, leaving, uh, yeah, yeah, leaving Roman Reigns ready for the picking for for the for the for the tur- curb stomp. So while both men were still down in this part, Seth Rollins' music hits. He runs down to the ring with his briefcase, cashes it in. As I said, making it a triple threat match for the first time in history. Money in the Bank match was cashed in during a title match. Uh, Rollins kicked Reigns out of the ring, performed a curb stomp on Lesnar. Uh, When he went for another curb stomp, uh, Brock countered by lifting Rollins into the F5. Reigns speared Lesnar, which saved Rollins. So as Lesnar rolled out of the ring, Rollins capitalized with a curb stomp to Roman to win his first WWE Championship. And we saw, you know, post-match, Rollins ran back up, ran back up the ramp, celebrated with the with the championship, raising it to all the pyro in the world. Everyone in the wrestling world was was going bonkers. 
uh, Santa Clara, California. Really, California with another WrestleMania next year? Really? <sighs> Come on. Toronto, please. Please. So, Levi's Stadium with allegedly almost 77,000 people. All going absolutely bonkers for, for this. Making it the best, most memorable, and my personal favorite money in the bank cash in. Now, what are we going to see this Sunday when WWE presents Die Hard, um, the best Die Hard remake of all time, when both ladder matches start at the same time from the ground floor, work their way to the roof? Um, if someone doesn't pull a Hans Gruber and fall off the and you know fall off the roof, spoiler alert for Die Hard, by the way, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be actually. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, please be safe, everybody. So, if there's one thing I just I, I just read about this, uh, allegedly the Annoy family was very upset with the finish of this main event. Uh, allegedly, Roman's father Sika was furious to the point where there was almost a bad scene. But you know that's a Meltzer Meltzer report. So FDM, I'm not going to take that with a with a bag of salt at all. Yes, this was an amazing moment. One of the best, I think it's one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time. Uh, it's right up there with uh, Austin, Austin, and uh, you know, Mike, and Mike Tyson, and Hogan slamming Andre. And then there's this money in the bank, and, and the and the rest of this card was okay. I mean, Seth Rollins earlier in the mat in the night lost to Randy Orton in that awesome match with that even more awesome spot where he was going for the curb stomp but Randy Orton got out of it and countered that into an RKO somehow uh, unfortunately this also featured Triple H and Sting uh, John Cena defeating Rusev for the US title when Rusev came out on a tank um, and one of Daniel Bryan's last matches which forced him to retire at least temporarily uh, winning the IC title here. So this is kind of a bittersweet slash WrestleMania I would not want to actually revisit. So yep, that's been it for this week's version of Fretz's Fave 5. If you're seeing this on Spotify or on, on the Patreon, you're going to be seeing a very sexy, nice new logo made by my good brother, Ant Stefano. Please check him out on uh, the WizWit podcast and as well the returning the rant you know formerly this is the former rant with ant guy uh and of course the rant is making its return because uh i guess social dis distancing laws where he's from are gonna be lessened or 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 something or they're gonna do do an overscribe thing i don't know how they're gonna do it but I'm looking forward to hearing Kyle Braden and just talk crap. And uh, if you heard the end of the Game Changer podcast, uh, break out into butt rock like Creed. Uh, Derek, that one's for you. Need some Creed. So, yep, that's been it very much. I've, I've rambled on here for a half hour. So, folks, whatever you're doing, stay safe. Be smart. Don't be a dick. Follow the government's directions and do your social distancing and wash your hands and all that stuff and uh next week 
Well, you're just going to have to wait and see what that's going to be. If you want to be a part of Fretz's Fave 5, if you want a topic, please, 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 please tweet me at the legendary JF. You can send me a DM. Uh, if you're in the Patreon chat, you can send send me an idea. Uh, I know I've already gotten a few from my Russell Attic radio counterparts. Yeah, so uh, Wade, you and your mom get well soon. I'm praying for you, buddy. You guys are going to pull through this. I love you all. God bless you. See you next time.